Hi, this is Pat Mullally from GolfGirls.com, and today I have Kathy Ekdahl, our TPI Certified Golf Fitness Instructor, who's also worked with me uh, to produce a great program, GettingGolfReady.com. She is at PersonalBestPersonalTraining.com and is a great uh, fitness instructor in Hudson, Massachusetts. So, Kathy, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Pat. How are you? Fine, thanks. Listen, uh, recently we talked about uh, exercises during the off-season or in the um, uh, in-season for golfers, and you mentioned at one point about making a, com- a combination of between strength training and flexibility training. And could you uh, tell people just a little bit about what the difference between those two are and um, what we can do for, let's focus on flexibility this time. Sure. I, I think this is um, a topic that's pretty um, common to most golfers. I think we're all pretty aware that flexibility is very, very important for golf. But um, one of the points I was making last time we chatted was that it really the best golfer has a combination of flexibility and strength. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a really interesting study put out by Golf Digest, and it was only with a small number of golfers, but they compared five different groups of golfers. One group of golfers only went to the range. That's all they did to see if they could improve themselves. Another group of golfer only did flexibility training nothing else. Another group went to their pro. A third, um, a fourth group did core training, strength training. Um, and they, they compared all these different groups to see who would get better ball distance, better accuracy, um, uh, better club head speed. And this was really interesting to me. The golfers who only did flexibility work lost potential on all aspects of their golf game they lost um they lost speed distance and accuracy now that seems really bizarre but i think you know that just highlights how important it is to be both strong and flexible i see you know so when i'm talking about flexibility um, for the golf swing, of course, we know it's it's rotational, right? We need mm-hmm. to be able to rotate through the ball. Um, but a lot of people don't understand that really the rotation comes from two very important places: your upper back, so your thoracic spine. From a, a, if you're you know a woman, about from your bra line up through the mid back is where most of our rotation comes from. Um, a little bit below the bra line as well. The rotation doesn't come from your low back. So when people keep trying to twist their low back, um, that's not where you want to try to get rotation from. So it comes from your upper back, your mid back together, and then your hips. So that's where the flexibility needs to come from. Um, And now most women are pretty flexible in their hips, more so than men. So I think we're really lucky. Uh, But as more and more of us sit over desks for our jobs, our upper backs are becoming very rigid and You know that term, dowager's hump, which is a terrible term, um, meaning that roundness we get in our upper back, that's an indication that you've lost flexibility in the upper back. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're talking about classic stretching, the static stretching where we hold a muscle in its lengthened position for maybe 20 seconds, 30 seconds. Um, But more importantly, I think, and something most golfers may not know about is 
um, is dynamic stretching. And that's something we talk a lot about in getting golf ready. Dynamic stretching means moving a joint, your upper back, your hips, your shoulders, through its range of motion with movement rather than just a static stretch. Mm -hmm. Now, in golf, there's lots of times where we're still. So when we're addressing the ball, we're still, and we need some decent flexibility statically, you know, isometrically in our hamstrings, for example, or our calves. But when we're swinging the club, we need dynamic flexibility in the hips, the um, mid-back, the upper back, and the shoulders. So I want everyone who's listening today to make sure that they're not just doing static stretching, that they're doing moving stretches. And that's something we really highlight in our in our videos that accompany the Getting Golf Ready program. Right. Yeah, that's something that I think people just think that. I, I watch people go to the golf range, and I do it myself. You just take a golf club and you pull it or push it or twist it or something. But you got to move with it. You can't just stand there with the thing, you know. And that a absolutely. Yeah. And um, it doesn't have to get super complex, Pat. I mean, I have my little warm up routine that I do. But um, you know, importantly, is you want to twist the upper back. Um, so you maybe get into your golf stance. Keep your hips nice and still. Knees bent. Abdominals tight. And rotate through the upper back. Make sure that everything's working fine there. Um, you know, at least do that. And then if you're going to start to swing the club, start with small swings. Start with your, your pitching wedge or your 9-iron or your 7-iron and just some nice light swings. And then over time, as you start to loosen, you can increase the range of motion. Um, you could then start to hit a few balls and, and move up to your driver, but at least get the upper body um, nice and loose uh, for golf. And then, of course, if you have any areas which are extra tight, because we all have our spots, right? Yeah, we are. After you're fully warm, then you can stretch those briefly. Um, and get the extra stretching you might need, for example, your your shoulders or your waistline. Right. You know, you can tell, I know I can, um, in the morning when you race to the uh, first tee and, you know, you've got an 8 o'clock in the morning tee time or earlier and you haven't put in that 15 or 20 minutes of stretching, it takes about six holes of golf um, to warm up. And, so that, so, and you've lost all that, you know, you know, I'll tell you that can really ruin a score. <laughs> Do you um, think? Yeah. And so many people I golf with think I'm weird because I spend a lot of time warming up. But, but one thing I want everybody to kind of realize, why is golf the only sport you don't need to warm up for? It isn't, right. you know, if you were playing soccer or football or basketball, or you were running, you would warm up. So, um, you know, some people say, oh, the warm up never helps me. Well, you know, maybe that's in your brain, just mental, right? Because so much of the golf game is mental. But we know from scientific study <laughs> that the warm up does help. And, and even if it doesn't help your score, which a lot of times it might not help my score, um, it's going to reduce your risk of injuries. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, especially let's say you're playing like here in the Northeast on, on a cold November morning. Get out there. Get yourself warmed up. Yeah. And not just oatmeal, you know, get <laughs> you got to get your body in gear. Right. Yeah, right. You have to get the joints warmed up when the joints are warmed up. 
everything moves more smoothly. You want to get the muscles, the tendons, and the ligaments warmed up. And, you know, sometimes people might go out and walk for five or 10 minutes Mm -hmm. to get everything warmed up and and then do some golf-specific stuff. But, you know, we want to be golfing into our 80s. And I'm, I'm really not kidding when I say that. And, you know, the less you get injured, the more likely you're going to be able to do that. And that's what it's all about. Well, that's one subject I'd like to um, reserve for us uh, Mm -hmm. another time. Injuries, both on and off the golf course and how it impacts your game. So um, we'll we'll certainly put that on the list of to-dos. Well, thanks very much, Kathy, for um, another really good, uh, informative little podcast here. Um, Again, it's Kathy Ekdahl of Personal Best Personal Training, and this is Pat Mullally of GolfGirls.com, and wishing you a great new round of golf next time. Take care. Thanks, Pat. Ditto. Okay, bye.